Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pass the Syrup, the estate agency and letting agency podcast only for agents, always features agents, agent, agent, agent. Today we are joined by three magnificent agents, um, one sipping on his uh, on his, his 11 a.m. We're filming at 11 a.m. Just want everyone <laughs> to know that because it's going to go out at 7 p.m. in the evening. We're filming this at 11 a.m. and Ed is on his first drink of the day Nothing but respect. Ed That's Taylor, great. Finding Country, joins us for his first appearance on the pod. Ed, how's it going? Very good, thank you. Yeah, I've just, um, I think I've just found the vodka in that and needed a bit of stir. But um, <laughs> uh, yes, we're, um, you know, it's uh, past the syrup, past the Bloody Mary, um, same thing. Um, when, when, when are you? are a week before Christmas, surely you're allowed uh, uh, a few rules to go out the window. Absolutely. And another thing to tell the, anyone listening right now, we're actually filming this on the 2nd of November. We filmed them really early in advance and it's just making yeah, it's, it up. It's Christmas. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like the Jules Holland Hootenanny. We're, 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 it's, it's, it's actually summer outside. Um, we've had the rain in the window here sort of digitally put in. Um, yeah. <laughs> I specially bought a Christmas tree just to yeah, make yeah, it. We're so committed. Like, we're so committed. The and the hat. The propped hat. I can't believe you're not wearing the hat. So <laughs> returning guests, wonderful uh, wonderful Angie Cooney and Toby Martin, two of our, our most popular guests, mainly with each other. <laughs> oh, can't deny that. So, Specific so no, request. Guys, no, how's it going? No pressure no, for me then. Oh, oh, yeah. How are you both? Yeah, great. Loving it. I've, I'm truly inspired by the Bloody Mary. I've just run off and got some neat vodka. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Fair play. Respect. Um, there so should Ed, be a pass oh, syrup drinking game, shouldn't there? Oh, they should. Well, yeah. I mean, really Every great. time Ben says, let's keep it punchy, you have to drink. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. If everyone's got a drink on hand, I'm willing to <laughs> really pummel you three with a lot of punchiness. <laughs> a lot. Um Genuinely, anyone listening, it is seven minutes past 11 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, and we're going for it. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. So we're going to crack straight on. We've got an issue from Sam Offley of Agents Together. Very briefly, I say this every week. If you don't know about Agents Together by now, you obviously are not a fan of the podcast, which is about 99.9% .9 of the estate agency population, but that's okay. Agents Together is a mentor-mentee charity. It's a brilliant initiative. I think everyone on the podcast this week has been involved in some form. Um, if you think you would benefit from a mentor, which very few people wouldn't benefit from a mentor, reach out to Sam Offley and he will put you in contact with someone with fantastic experience, something relevant to you, someone who will be able to help you. Likewise, if you think you may make a suitable mentor, reach out because I can tell you as having been a mentor, it's extraordinarily fulfilling, helping people with the issues they need in that sort of capacity. Um, so that's enough about what it is, the charity, Agents Together. Let's now hear Sam. Oh, I'm, I'm clicking to play a video that doesn't exist. Sam hasn't sent me a video this week. He has given me the question because uh, poor form for me, I asked him half an hour ago to send me a video. So, well, he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it. I mean, I, Sam, it's on you. I completely blame you. Um, he needs a better mentor. Sorry, it wasn't. It was 1042. It I asked you. Oh, dear. Well, so the agents together issue the mentee issue this week that Sam thinks will be helpful for you guys. The answer is over the Christmas period, what can agents do to best prepare themselves for the year ahead? Mm. Oh, very Christmas theme today, obviously, because this goes out, I think, between Christmas and New Year. So what can agents do to best prepare themselves for the year ahead throughout this Christmas period? 
Toby, yeah, I'm coming I'll, to you first. Oh, Ange, you got something? I'll... Go. I think that they should um, take the time to reflect and to listen to podcasts and listen to industry people with like-minded interests. Other agents. That's what I'd do. Other agents. Use the downtime to listen to good operators. 100%. Podcasts. If you're listening to this, you already hopefully, you know, hit that like button, subscribe, whatever it is, because on YouTube, make sure you hear it again next time it's on. Uh, Toby, what you got? Nothing. Love it. I think I think I, I think you should do nothing. Do you know what? It's been a bloody hard year. Everyone deserves a break. Have a long bath. Make sure you've got bubbles, candles, some whale music. Relax. I'm on my way <laughs> to you, Toby boy. I'm on my way. <laughs> and and alcohol. You must and alcohol. Invest in yourself. Just chill yeah. out. We're all fraught the whole year round. It's been such a mental year. Just chill out. Did anyone, yeah. has anyone, um, did anyone receive the Property Academy emails? Anyone? No? Okay, right. So real, real quick, I got one today. And it was, so Peter Knight, who runs Property Academy, sends out members' tips on a weekly basis. And his tip this week was um, leaders, leaders in business are very generous people. You look after your team, you do the best for them at every opportunity. And generosity isn't necessarily about money. It could be with time, it could be with care, it could be with emotion. Um, but the longer you're in leadership and the longer you're regarded as the leader, the less likely you are to 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 receive that sort of care back, that sort of um, the, the, you, don't, you know, less people are looking after you, that generosity from others. Natural. It's like the, you know, the head of a household. You look after everyone else. Uh, his idea was this week is at some point this, in the coming year, a, soon rather than later, uh, book a day out for yourself. And just yeah. do anything you want, have a day off, do whatever you want, be completely selfish. It's not selfish. There are 364 more days to go in next year. Book a day, chill out, take some time, relax, be selfish, whatever it might be. You know, if you've got three young children, it might be catch up on sleep, you know, just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. It could be anything, <laughs> anything exciting like that. Uh, so I thought that was really good and fits exactly with what you absolutely. Just I mean, we're, we're so invested. So many of us are so invested with continual self-improving. I'm all for that. I love it. Continual learning. But there has to be a period where you switch off and you do nothing. And why not do that over Christmas? New Year plans can yeah. be made in the new year. Just yeah. switch off. Totally. Invest in yourself. Totally. I think it's it's a great time to do those things that you have said to yourself. You'll always get around to doing at some point but there's never been that spare weekend or or, or whatever um to do it so go on some nice long walks maybe you can listen to some podcasts at the same time but um uh you, you know you can essentially utilize that and, and maybe just write a little i mean we do this as a family every summer actually write a little um bucket list for the christmas break of things you want to do like I, I really want to read that book but i've never actually really had the time I really want to go and do that walk or do that cycle ride or um yeah you gotta you gotta think selfishly absolutely as ben says um you, you know as well as giving if you've got a team giving your team a break and perhaps manning the fort sometimes but if you can afford to have a proper sort of switch off and a full shutdown you know kind of reset um i think you know coming back fresh in january having had those things and and Let's let's be honest. I don't think there's anyone who's sort of in a position where they're running and owning their own business where they can actually fully shut off easily. It's so difficult to do. And even when you're lying on a beach somewhere, 
your sub subconscious is obviously you know sometimes still whirring away isn't it and and sort of dealing with stuff but uh, but then again that might give you just a bit of perspective and um ability to kind of deal with some issues or plan ahead for the year ahead in, in a different context so and yeah absolutely to, to be honest some people don't want to do that some people just like yeah absorbing themselves and and listening i think that um you naturally will have to take a break because clients are just not going to be there. So shove your earphones in and off you go and listen. And anything that brings you joy, that's the thing. Anything that brings you joy. I had, a, I had a, a PTSD moment there when Ed said, get round to doing the things you've been meaning to do. I was thinking, I've got, I've got, I want, I've been saying I'm going to do one of the bathrooms for like six yeah. months. <laughs> Ed, give me a break, mate. It's Christmas and you've got me doing yeah, the yeah. bathrooms. Yeah. Um, no, okay. Yeah. So nice stuff. Fun stuff, enjoyable stuff, yeah. or whatever's enjoyable for you. So to Angie's point, like I, I, I have an inability, like I know Angie does, and I'm not speaking out of turn here to to switch off. Like just, just can't. Mm. It's, just, it's, just, yeah. it's always on, um, and I get anxious when I when I try and switch it off. The first three days of a holiday are hell for me, trying to go from being like 112 percent to like 98. It's like oh my god, I'm gonna what am I gonna do? Um, so yeah, whatever works for you, right? Like say, do though, you ben, enjoy. Can I just interrupt you, Seth? That eventually will come, though, doesn't it? I'm like you, and I never switch off. But if you're not, if you're out of the situation, you then just naturally wind down, and it becomes less of a. Mm. I think I've stopped trying to battle with myself. I'm stopped. I've stopped trying to battle being the person that you know goes on holiday and thinks I must enjoy it. I must love it, and I don't want to keep looking at my phone. So now I think, yeah, I'm looking at my phone. If I want, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah I think I think. Yeah. I think, sorry, if I could just say, I think increasing numbers of people, you know, who have perhaps recently gone self-employed, um, uh, you know, across the industry are probably having a bit more of that battle. You know, they can't just shut the ghoul. There's no there's no one to delegate um, responsibility to. So I think it, it's probably a bit of a growing problem, that inability to switch off. And that goes hand in hand with, you know, the, the, the smartphone being basically uh, uh, such a ubiquitous tool for everything from you know your clock to your um sleep patterns to your audiobooks to you know all, all, everything's in there isn't it so it's it's almost impossible to avoid so i wonder whether there's any advice anyone's got on actually how to switch off and and uh, you know when you're when you're just that one man band, do you just put your out of office on and go, do you know what? Hopefully people will respect the fact that I need to take a break from time to time. Um, actually, by doing that, you'll realise that the world just doesn't revolve yeah. around you. Because actually what? the world will see, keep see, gosh, the will the word will keep turning. And if you're not there, it just doesn't the world... talking to the queen of it, mate. I know oh. I don't know you, but I'm the queen of what? it. I never stop. However, what a way to break the news that the world doesn't however, revolve around me it on a podcast. Around you as only had one bloody Mary. I think once yeah, you realise it work that it will just be there tomorrow. <laughs> It'll. It's yeah. and do you remember thing. the? Do you remember the first time you were on the pod? That was the thing we discussed. Do you remember this came up? How do agents switch off? And it was you, Bradbury, and Simon uh, and James no, White. You don't. And all three were like, we, we just don't, it's, it's what we do. This is our gig. Oh, like it was four old school agents on the podcast that basically we live and breathe it and we don't switch off because we love it. You, I think that once you realise there are people like you and it's not, a, there's no rule that says you've got to, then I think you give yourself a bit more of a break and you think, actually, that's all right then. I'm all right I with like this. I don't so much believe in switching off, but I, I have got better at 
accepting chaos. Yes. I'm, I'm a lot better at allowing a couple of days to go by and thinking, do you know what? I don't mind if I come in in a couple of days and I've got 50 emails I need to reply to. And I might spend those two days looking at my emails, you know, flagging the ones that need replying to a couple of days later. But I might just let them drift for a couple of days. It's that a lot of us are control freaks and maybe we can't switch off, but maybe we can dial back the level of control a little bit. And so on my days off, I do look at my emails and I flag them to reply to, but I don't do it there and then. So maybe there's two sides to that. There's there's switching off or not. And there's also the level of control that you're willing to relinquish on those more sort of relaxing days. But don't and you think that it would cause you more anxiety trying to battle with yourself thinking I've got to relax? So you may as well yeah. just accept it you know just accept be who you want to be, be who you are yeah don't try yeah. and don't try and be someone else that's why right. i really struggle i genuinely struggle with the first three days of a holiday because i'm yeah. so it's so high intensity to you know we just we're so, you know the mindset shift is so extreme that the, for the first few days i'm a little bit all over the shop you know am i am i this or am i that um and then by the end of the holiday good as gold you know yeah. just as we get to the end of the holiday i'm into the the, the right zone oh right back back to it then gotta take longer holidays that's that's the message there right um i'm sorry to come back to this but genuinely the only place i can switch off is in the bath so <laughs> emails in the bath emails in the bath is a thing for me get your phone have an hour-long bath mm. candles if you like i you know I, emails in the bath. have you ever, have, have a, you ever um... dropped your phone in the bath though <laughs> not yet <laughs> so i mean this is this is dangerous isn't it I mean, you know it's slightly over sort of lubricated hands with, with soap i would add um uh <laughs> Uh, you know, it could, could cause some slippage issues there. Yeah. Um, what so have you got one of those little trays that goes across in I front do? of you, like a little desk <laughs> with a... Yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah, you can prop an Fantastic. iPad up and everything. Yeah. Absolute safety there. I've done my risk this assessment, is... don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. we've got a Lane's guy on the line here. This is... There, there's no there's no concerns around um, health and safety. He's getting in the bath in a high vis. Don't worry about that. But, um <laughs> Right, it's, it's, I, I mean, I quite, I quite like the idea of a sales meeting from the bath. Actually, that sounds quite interesting. I just well, need everyone a very used to do it in a, in a sauna. That that used to be the old way of having a a, a business meeting. Maybe. Yeah, oh yeah, go on. Tell us all about it. Step. Oh, is that right? Yeah, go on. Talk us through it. I'll do it from a sauna. Right, Ben. I didn't really know it was going to be like this. This podcast. I thought this would be. Um, you know, we've already strayed into far too many mental images that I've got running around in my head, and I'd, I'd like some advice on how to switch off from those, if possible. Listen, Ed, I, I tried to warn you in advance. I, it was clear that you're not, you haven't been a fan of the podcast up until now. This <laughs> is not where people are coming for business advice, to learn anything. <laughs> we just talk bollocks for a good hour. And, you know, okay. and that's exactly why I invited you, because you're exceptional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where you're brilliant. Learning. It's brilliant. This is where I drink a Bloody Mary at 11 a.m. I knew it. I haven't got a fear of missing out. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, have I got any alcohol around? (laughs) (laughs) I just need to get on my Uber app and get something dropped off because this is killing me right now. Um, (laughs) Right. So, uh, yeah, sort of as expected, you three coming together, I thought there'd be a bit of waffling. So the age, the mentally mentor issue is meant to last about about three minutes and we're 20 minutes in. So we're going to move forward. (laughs) um let's get on to what you guys want to have a chat about um toby as teacher's pet i know you've done your prep i know you've done your homework what subject would you like for us to discuss 
I sat down to to write some notes for this. <clears throat> what I ended up doing, you know, I always like to come prepared. Um, I do have a topic that I was going to talk about. I also, because of the season, ended up writing a page of lettings related Christmas cracker jokes. So we're here for that. We're if you'd like to hear them, yes. All right. Busy. What did Santa's tenant get for Christmas? A oh, snowfall think... eviction. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. My god. Okay, it's gonna be a long hour. Go on, Toad. Why are tenancy agreements different in the North Pole? Because they have a Santa clause. Oh where where do student elves live? In an HM ho 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 ho. <laughs> Uh, why do all of Santa's tendencies go downhill fast? Because of all the legislation. Um, <laughs> these are actually, I'm going to use these. Are so, these are so gold here. Why sorry, did the snowman have mould issues in his flat? Because he wasn't heating it properly. Because he's a snowman. All right. That's right. Yeah, that yeah. needs work. Yeah, I why did yeah. the snowman move to Scotland? Because he heard there was a rent freeze. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last... This line. is fabulous. La okay, I'm really proud of this one. It's my last one. And then and then I'll talk about other stuff. <laughs> why why can't Mrs. Claus hear her landlord when she pays her rent late? Because her rent's in her ears. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I mean, that is... Yeah, that, that's two minutes of gold right there. You've given me so many... Drop, that, the, drop that's bomb. the mic drop. Yeah. Woo! That, okay. Yeah. What about? Should we talk I'm... about the? <laughs> try and recover it from there. <laughs> the Ipsos Veracity Index. Oh, okay. Have we all seen this? Yes. What a what a I... segue that was! <laughs> it's so slick, <laughs> from, seamless. From one seamless. joke to yeah, another. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so I'm sure we've all seen this. The Ipsos Veracity Index is a survey that comes out every year that shows how much trust the general public has in various professions. And you'll be shocked to hear that estate agents never fare very well in it. And every year it comes out and there's a, a general kind of cry from the industry about why does nobody love us? Um, what did we do to deserve this? And what can we do to make it better? Um, Ed is, Ed clearly is definitely getting another drink. drink. Right now. <laughs> Ed is getting I, another drink. It was those cracker jokes that sent me yeah, over the edge. Like, <laughs> only more alcohol. Cracker jokes. My my, my um, loving assistant Pip is um, here. Uh, Look at that. <laughs> he's got to fetch with just keeping me hydrated. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I know it's. I mean, this is literally like I could get used to this sort of lifestyle. <laughs> I like to think of myself as Winston Churchill, but then I realise I. I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah, and he's absolutely dead. great. I, I love the uh, fact so, that we're, uh, we're sorry, answering. Anyway, you were saying it, uh, it's off. I love the fact we're answering the question. How can how can agents get more trusted? And and Ed is here setting the greatest example <laughs> as to how how to build trust with your local community. It's just invest in the local economy. Uh, yeah, totally. Well, yeah, I mean, we could we could be sort of. Um, you could do a, an open property clinic here, couldn't you? Just, you know, pop it on social media, say, come and join me in the Fox. Uh, probably catch me towards the middle of the day rather than the end um, would be advisable. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you could do... I like it. Sorts. You're being relatable. That, that, that's yes. how we build trust, isn't it? 
Is it, I'm a human being. Hello. Did we just describe being drunk as relatable? Is that? I mean, I like it. This is this is this is I think so. high grade class estate agency. Anybody, yeah. Hang on a minute. Let's bring it back to that Ipsos thing. Do anybody you, actually Andrew. gives a toss? Mm, no. Good question. No, no one cares. It's written by some journalist somewhere doing something. Do we it, think it's true? It's got, He's just got pissed off somewhere. Somebody's obviously rattled their cage. And no, I don't think it's true. That's 28% it. they're saying. 28% of the public. No, I don't think they agents. do. Nah. It's, so is it, it's a bit like how much do you charge? It's just, they don't want to know. Yeah. It's just something they say. So yeah. one of... Sorry, interrupt you, Ed. They'll give him a list, won't they? Tell you now what'll happen. They'll give him a list and go, who do you least trust? Let's just say state agents. I mean, fun. for the record... According to Ipsos, we're less trusted than bankers. Actual landlords. You can't you can't find a banker now. Priests? I mean, they've had some bad PR over the years, haven't they? Football referees. I mean, we've all watched them trying to draw lines on VAR. Imagine trying to do a floor plan. <laughs> uh, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, Angie. Who Honestly, gives a toss? Giving them a list. They give a list. I think we need to move on. What well, actually, well, yeah, can I just say one of the things I did want to talk about was, uh, which links into that, is I, I'm not qualified. That would be in shock. You know, I'm, I'm sat in the bar. Um, I'm not qualified. I haven't got Arlo or anything like that or, you know, anything sort of behind me in terms of accreditation or letters after my name, as many estate agents have. Do, do we think there's a good argument to do so? I mean, I've been an agent for 15 years. Um pretty confident I know what I'm doing. I, I don't seem to have a problem getting that across to my clients. Um, but as an industry-wide issue, do we think, yeah, qualification and, uh, you know, compulsory qualification would actually lead to a better trust of the, the industry and individuals working in it? I actually, can I answer that? Um, I think, <laughs> sorry, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> um, not side swipe you there, mate. Anyway, guys, I I'm think... going to go. I'm just going to leave you guys to it. Yeah, I, then. I think, Ed, that you should... Keep I'm, it punchy. I'm a, like, I'm a bit like you. I'm in an agent for the, whatever, since you were, before you were born. And really, I was all like, nah, I'm not interested. Boy, you're not, ugh, full of all that. However, I'm really glad I did it. And I, I don't know how long, 15 mm. years or whatever. And I'm glad I did because mm. I do get something out of it, in all honesty. So I think that we should have an accreditation. Um, and sorry, what did you do, Angie? Which um, qualification did you do? I'm on with uh, Property Mark. Well, NA. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've had to start again. I've been an agent. I was a letting agent for 16 years. Because I haven't done it for five, I've got to start on the little associate level now, which has filled me with horror. It's a bit like going to your bloody... Um, it's a bit like going on your driving, doing a driving test again. I'm like, what the hell? What if I don't pass? Anyway, whatever. You're going to sail through it, Angie. Absolutely you 100% need to do it, Ed. And I do agree, you should okay. be accredited. Yeah, that, and, is, that and... is the most frequent answer that, that I get. I posted a thing about this on LinkedIn and, and got quite a lot of responses. And most of them were industry-wide regulation. And the public know that we're all, we all know what we're doing. Um, so I think either increase industry-wide regulation or better enforcement of what regulations there already are um, in terms of, you know, making sure that agents aren't taking yeah. shortcuts. And, and, um, and there's a few different routes you can take with it right now. You can do the, uh, is it Stellar or Sela on Rightmove? They've got their own one, haven't they? You've got yeah. Property Mark. I'm sure you've got lots of other uh The problem is, though, when you Rightmove, Ed, it's, it's all right having those and the Guild and everything else. 
But there needs to be one specific thing that people go to. You know, mm. the guild is an associate thing, isn't it? And certain right moves, right move. But, you know, it needs to be the yeah. professional body. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. Do you think is the there consumer a... cares? Do I think well, the consumer I... cares? Yeah. I mean, for, for, for a minute, forget the consumer. I care because <laughs> if I'm going to do a qualification now, I want to make sure that when it be if it does become compulsory, that Sorry. that's going to qualify for it. Sorry, Ed. I actually mean, do you think the consumer cares about us being qualified? Yeah, I do. I think they think we are. I, I think, think that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. I think I think your con your consumer will expect that you have expertise in your field, and without a qualification, how can you actually show anyone that you have expertise? And I think that I think then obviously there needs to be a greater push for um, you know greater awareness to the general public over the difference between regulated and unregulated qualified and unqualified agents. And I think that's improved slightly over the last few years. But I think actually, if an agent was honest enough to say to a potential client, I am not actually qualified in this field, they would care. So maybe they are probably starting from an assumption that the person they're speaking to, because they're a professional, are qualified in their field. But I think if you turn around and said, do you know what? I'm not qualified. I think they'd probably be a little bit shocked. You know what, Ed? If you went into your um, into a very exclusive fine and country that I I aspire to be one, um, that rare breed, I look at it and I think if you walked in and told somebody you weren't qualified, give you the f***ing door, mate. They would. So, so I, I, hey, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. If I'm listing, I've got 20 years experience and I'm fine in country and we run quite a nice business. We've got quite a, a, a reasonable... Um, run of success stories now I would be really comfortable to say throughout the pitch um, I've, I've got no formal qualifications but in 20 years we won 44 awards we've done this we've grown market share we've achieved outrageous success for our clients our average time from under offer to exchange is less than eight weeks the average in this country is 16 so I could really comfortably say but those guys down the road that are qualified I'm not sure. That, you know. Yeah, but you'd walk in and then they've looked at your Instagram, looked at you on the thought, fuck it, I'm having in. Whether it's, <laughs> whether, it's to sell, whether it's to sell their house or not, I don't know. Get him in the sauna. <laughs> yeah. That's Get him in the sauna. That visual let's, image. In the let's sauna. Have a look at that chassis. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, I, I, honestly, I, in 20 years, I can count, and this is genuine because for a a period of time in our old <laughs> business, we had this conversation quite a lot as part of our quarterly meetings. Should we explore qualification? All of our managers were qualified. We were a lettings mainly business. So they'd done, all done their NFOPP. They were all level three. And so they had to get that to progress to management, but we weren't part of a body. So we weren't part of property market or anything like that. We had this conversation quite a lot. And so I know reasonably well how often that would come up with our prospective clients or our clients. And it was only a handful of times in the 15 years we had that business. Did anyone ever raise it? That's saying that I don't take into account your point, Angie, that they maybe they just all assume that we're qualified. They all assume that we're qualified. Mm. I'm telling you now. They tar, I mean, everybody, tar everybody with the same brush. Mm. And they they do. You know, it pisses me off when I'm, I'm there with all that experience. And I've got, like, the person down the road turning up at a pair of freaking flip-flops to go and do evaluation with the freaking shopping. And I'm thinking... <laughs> It's all feel-led, and you look and think, what have I just wasted half an hour for, love? Yeah, I've had my sliders on, mate, earlier. That's not the same. <laughs> but, um, but you know what I'm saying? I just think that, and people assume that we're, she's like me or he's like me. 
yeah that yeah it's it's like we're all in the in the same boat aren't we but I, I mean we are in the minority aren't we in terms of nationally i think you know most kind of developed nations have got some sort of license or um uh you know standard you have to pass in order to be able to practice as an estate agent um yeah. and we don't we don't have that barrier to entry at all mm. um you know you've literally just got to pay your anti-money laundering and um you know, you're you need to be part of one redress scheme and uh, pay your insurance, and that's it. Anyone can set up, and you know, it opens a door for um, yeah, consumers being perhaps hoodwinked by people who are charlatans coming across as the experienced thing. Um, you know, and social media is often uh, can be abused in that way. Someone taking lots of pictures outside of the of, uh, of themselves outside lovely homes you know having never sold one um uh you, you know you could, you could actually be fooled into thinking oh that, that guy knows what they're doing or that uh, lady seems to have uh, been in lo loads of lovely homes you know she's clearly very experienced and the, the, the truth may be very far from that but having a qualification doesn't stop that happening does it i could get qualified i'm a new no. agent i'm qualified in three months and i could still present as something that i'm not really but let's wrap yep. it all up, right? Let's pull this all together. So you make a really good point that we are one of the few countries, developed countries, where you can become an estate agent tomorrow. So that's a that that that's 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 let's call that pillar one. Pillar two is we have some of the lowest fees in the world in a state agency. Pillar two. Pillar three, the consumer, if we talk about the um the survey or not, we know we've got a rep, the consumers. You know, they have a feeling they have they feel a certain way about us. If you yeah. tie those three together, does qualification does more um yeah, does a qualification or does a higher standard of entry, does that address does that pull it together and address it in some way? I think it's 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 not just stopping at the qualification. I think the qualification is a good starting point. It's then also continual development and training. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that fine and country have an excellent training regime. But I think where the likes of Property Mark come in is supporting companies who either can't afford or don't have the initiative to put those kinds of continual uh, development training programs in place. Um, and, and when you're a member of Property Mark, you also undertake um, you know, a minimum of 12 hours training a year. It doesn't sound very much, but it does at least keep you diligent and on the ball and, and learning throughout the year. So I think that, yes, qualifications is a good starting point, but you're right in what you say, Ben. It doesn't necessarily rule out the possibility that someone will get qualified and then still, you know, not, not perform very professionally. But I think getting qualified and then maintaining that uh, and, and insisting on continual training, continual development is definitely going to improve the performance and the reputation of, of our profession. So, yeah, so this this that second point is much more interesting for me as someone who's an obsessive around training in pretty much every area of their lives. I think if we had a focus on helping people continually improve as an industry, mm. that would get us so much further along than an initial entry level exam. But what it does, though, it gives you a code of conduct, doesn't it? It gives you something and you're meeting and speaking with like-minded people, which then brings me on to the networking thing, because you automatically raise your game with who you're with. Hell, look at me. I've raised my game since meeting you lot. No, in all honesty, you raise your game, don't you? That's what you do. You yes. well, I think it's, it's, it's no coincidence that the fees are, you know, lowest in this country and the 
level of training and qualification and accreditation are lowest because there's a cost associated with it, right? So yeah, yeah you look at any of your enormous corporate agents um, having to get everyone to a certain level in order to be able to practice across, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, 100, 200 branch network or something like that. It's going to be a huge expenditure, which, you know, that they're not going to want to do unless they're absolutely forced to by legislation. Those are probably the people that are, that, you know, aren't, aren't sort of wanting to do it anyway. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe to, to your point, a license that sort of renews annually, um, subject to passing a, you know, passing the exam or whatever it is, which is updated with the latest legislation and the latest uh, changes in um, in, in everything, then, then perhaps that's the, the way to go. But I do think there needs to be a basic, you know, you are licensed to practice as an estate agent to deal with someone's, often someone's biggest asset that they own. Um, uh, you know, you have to you have to be qualified in all other sort of walks of life to deal with, you know, those sorts of amounts of money. Um, so why shouldn't you be, you know, as, a, as an agent, really? Yeah. And we've had, I mean, this conversation comes up a reasonable amount. All these property mark members, they can't help but talk about property mark. But um, the other enough. side of training, actually, um, which we ha- we don't very often talk about on the podcast, is 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 marketing. It's sales skills. It's yeah. the actual business generation, lead generation stuff that allows you to run a better business. Because to Ed's point, if cost is an issue, if 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 cost of training prohibits you from doing the training, then you need to make some more money. To make some more money, you need to create some more opportunities. You need to justify a better position on your fee point. Maybe you need to market more properties. Maybe you just need to sell more properties. That stuff, which used to be, and I say used to be, I mean, in our business, we have a, a couple of like pillars that we do training on. And every three weeks, we'll be doing some sort of sales skills because I think it's vitally important that you're able to be persuasive on behalf of your clients. Um, 15 years ago, we used to talk about sales skills a lot. And I, th- I feel like we've moved to a position where estate agents almost don't want to talk about being salespeople anymore. We want to talk really highly about customer service. I don't think the things are exclusive of each other. Great service and great sales skills should absolutely marry up together. And marketing, absolutely essential. I remember having a debate online with someone. I I don't know who they were, um, but they were adamant that they should be taking the photos themselves and not be using a professional photographer. And I was like, whoa, I don't, I feel like I've stepped back in time. I don't even, you know. to people though ben if you're sat in your life and all you are is sat in your little in your closet you know sat in your closet yeah, yeah, yeah. you never get to who you've been talking to you know, <laughs> i watch you intently you know that <laughs> yeah. it's all about it's networking it's wanting to be better it's knowing that there's something out there i did i stumbled across toby's um instagram the obsessed so like i look my game on my video it's all learning from other people and it's becoming part of a a club's the wrong word just a part of people that just want to are interested in the same thing you're interested in the marketing thing the sales thing and the you should be thank you you should be um you should want to be the very best person that you can be. And to do that, you have to have a platform. There has to be a platform for the skills and the training. You get that part for all the other parts. You join part of the property market, the guild, whatever it might be. And then you learn from them. You learn from other people. 
what's the saying? You are the sum of your five closest friends. Something like that, isn't it? That the the five people closest to you, you are them. And so if your if your network is um, a location where the agents are not very good and they all charge ridiculously low fees, you're going to be sucked down into their world. Yeah. So get away from them and get what you, you do get amongst you go along and you talk to the people and you go. Actually, bollocks to that. You shouldn't be charging this. Mm-hmm. You should be charging that. We're 2%. That's it. Unapologetically, 2%. Bloody right and all. I mean, it's I absolutely... Stephen yeah. Brown and on a, um, his masterclass, and he was saying, you know, the amount of people that they ring up and they go, uh, hi, can you tell me what your fees are, please? Yeah, they're 2%, but I'll negotiate. You know, we're on negotiate. giving ah. <laughs> So I did. I walked straight from there, walked straight into my office and said, right, come on then, what do you do when people ring up? So like now it's changing the mentality. I would never think to do that unless I'd sat and spoke to Stephen Brown who went, bloody hell, this was my experience. So that changes. You've got to listen and to, you've got to be a sponge and you've got to listen to other people in the industry. That's my. And this comes back to the point, the first point you made on this podcast today, Angie, is that you can listen to this stuff. There's, there's, you know, we talked yeah. about costs. I mentioned it, Ed mentioned it. Costs are not an issue anymore when it comes to training. There is There are free resources everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I get my best stuff from podcasts from all around the world because as it happens, I think we've got the, I think we've got, um, I would put our best agents against any of the best agents around the world. I would go toe to toe with them all day long. Um, the network that I knock around with you three, um, the director's dinner, the best operators at finding country, the guys that come on this podcast, we would wipe the floor with agents yeah, in other areas great. of the world, but yeah, where we're not great is actually in North America. Their lead generation activities are sublime. They are just obsessive about creating more opportunities. In Australia, their marketing is like nothing I've ever seen. They are just at a different level. So for those two things, which I love, I listen to podcasts over there and I just rip it off and use it over here. And everyone could do the same. It doesn't cost me a thing. I do it on the bike, cycling to the office. And yeah, Ben, what should I be listening to? Tom Ferry. Oh, absolutely yeah. amazing. Tom Ferry. So Tom Ferry um, is the um, number one coach in North America. Because of the people he has on his podcast, you end up listening to this guy and then to that guy and then that guy. And he's got, he has just the best, um, uh, oh, his head of marketing. Oh, that's weird. His name's gone from my mind. I listen to him at least every three days. But start with Tom Ferry and it filters down. Absolutely amazing in terms of creating more opportunities for your business um, and different things you can do. Because, you know, North America, there's just a lot more agents over there. So they're bound to have a few more ideas. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't think there's there's a cost issue. I think it's a it's a believe care try issue. I can't see that on my board. Go on, uh, do, you know, do you know what I would say? There is a cost issue still, even if the resource is free. You've got to commit the time for your people. Um, yeah, depending on the size of the organisation, to commit to it. Ed, I'm going to cut you there right is... off there, mate. That's not a cost issue. See, Ed, no, that's, that's, that's that's down to you. That's down to them. If you want to do it, you will find time. If you want to watch the series on Netflix, you you find the time. There's, I also think it's I've, about um, you yourself, isn't it? You've got to do it for yourself, and you've got to truly and utterly believe it. Because we can't speak for every other person who you know sat in Connells or any other you know big agencies. Well, got to sit there and believe it for themselves, because there'll be somebody within that organisation that will pop on here and listen and go. Yeah, I, that resonates with me. It doesn't matter who you work for, and it doesn't cost you anything. It costs you nothing to sit on Instagram and on TikTok and Twitter and 
well, to, to speak crap, really, but so, to get to get ideas, and then all of a sudden you think I'm doing it. The pub thing, God, yeah. Toby, I've sat and watched that pub thing while I was waiting for Ben to click yeah. me here, and I thought I'm doing this. What pub thing? Why wasn't I invited? Around Bath. <laughs> my, my, yeah. I sent my team out to record videos around Bath, like community Amazing. videos, and they hadn't done one for a while, so I gave them a nudge, uh, and they said, "Oh, we're too busy." Uh, then they oh. suggested doing a video of Bath's pubs, and I was like, "Oh, do you think I was born yesterday?" But go for it. I must. I must well, I'm, I'm all here for the uh, for the next one you do. Um, well, they started off um, with the Garrick's a... Head. That's just across town from where you are now, so. Lovely, lovely. Oh, there's there's a great one where they still serve bass on tap, um, isn't there? Which is is it called the Dark Star or something like that? Um, very very old school in there. Beautiful like separate yeah. rooms with panels, and you can just get a jug of bass and yeah. Dark brilliant. Star. Yeah. I, I think you're I think you're thinking of Jimmy Savile there. Um, <laughs> really, really ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Christmas. Why not? Um, there we go. <laughs> uh, um, it's a bit, anyway. it's, it's not just our hearts. It's said. a bit like, uh, you know, from from watching other people's um, TikToks. I thought, you know, what? I'm going to do Christmas themes, and everybody's doing Advent to Christmas. So I decided last year to do um, Love Actually, and then I've like up the game, did Love Actually again, cut that down for the first for one of the days, and then did the guy doing Hugh Grant doing all of that. And then we've had the elf story. So, and then wait till Friday, mate. The finale, oh. John Lewis, John Lewis. But I'm desperate to push it out there because I think do it. And it's, I've told everybody to copy me. As long yeah, as not it's positive PR. There was um, there was one in the trade press today that a guy had done the love actually the dance. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. It's a really good video. The only my only criticism is he said, oh, I thought it'd be a bit of fun for the guys in the office. No, be honest. You did it because it's great PR for your business. Do yeah. that stuff. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. No. It's exactly the sort of stuff yeah. we should all be doing. Um, well, guys, play, I've got, I've got my Christmas single dropping on Friday. Oops. Toby, oh. tell everyone. Do it. I'm buying it, mate. I'm buying it. Talk Does it include it. any of those jokes? Uh, there's no jokes. There's there's no... I didn't do any of it in the bath. And uh, it's it's a great song. I had fun doing it. I've made a video for it. It's good PR. It's a bit of fun. And it shows that I don't take myself too seriously. Can I can which, I ask you to do me a favor? Everyone thought you did. Will you send me? Will you send me your jokes? Because I'm gonna use them because I've opened my lettings company eight days. Tell us, Ange. We've got ten minutes I, left. Tell us about lettings. I sat in my bath and thought, why am well, I've got ten of my own properties? Yeah. Why am I not um set my own estate letting agent up again? I sold mine to hunters exactly five years ago and then thought why am I paying somebody else to do this? I'll do it. Anyway, bloody da I'm going to use those jokes and I'm going to get my girl who's going to run my lettings with me to do those jokes. Brilliant. Me and Earl a bit of sat by the tree today having that bit of a bit of a bounce. <laughs> They're all yours. Very good. How are you getting on with setting up the lettings business again, Ange? Walking um, park, easy breezy? Well, to be, to be honest, because I've got everything anyway, just sat there, I thought I might as well just use it. So, you know, the Akaboom and all that. I've just started tagging into it. No, it's good. It's, we'll give it a bash. If it all falls flat on its face, it's fine because I've got 10 of my own. It doesn't have to make money. I'm just going to see how I feel about it. Why did you drop lettings? Um, Because it was an absolute nightmare. 
I've got nearly 400 <laughs> and I hated it. I hated it. <gasps> and because I am a control freak, yeah. it was out of control. So I thought, oh, and my husband wasn't very well. Oh, I'm going to get all serious. My husband wasn't very well. And I thought, oh, I don't want to go through all that again. Let's get, mm. let's get rid of it and just do the nice stuff for few years so I've done the nice stuff for five years which is fine but now I'm thinking why have I paying somebody else to do that part I might as well do it myself and then I, right, anyway da, 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 somebody came back for me that used to work in lettings she went I'll do it you know I'll do it with you and I thought yeah that I'll do it <laughs> so oh, and to be honest that then brings me to I can speak to people like you Toby and Megan and I've like chucked it on the EA directors club whatsapp I've been a bed and went Anybody help me? I haven't even got any standard letters. That's how bad it is. So believe me, by the time Saturday comes, I'll have everything. It'll all it's be the power of a network, comes. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, such an age, nice. Angie. Why'd you drop lettings? I hated it. But I, you know what? I'm going to have another go. Because, <laughs> you know what? because I think that time, when you I set it up in 2006 and literally it, it organically grew, but then it grew that big that I'd got systems that were so antiquated because ta technology had moved yeah. on. Now I'm it'll, of a whole different bloody shit cracking up. It, it'll be fine. I heard they've cut a lot of the uh, legislation out since Oh, then, yeah, anyway, absolutely. Loads yeah. of it, so, loads right, it all gone. There's less, less red tape to wade through. It'll be fine. Do you know what, though? Technology's caught up with it. Technology's caught up with it. So you can do lots of things and outsource quite a lot of stuff now. Mm. Keep control of it. So anyway... Have me back on in a two months time and see how I feel again. You'd have gone from that beautiful redhead to a wild <laughs> yeah, green. Yeah, yeah. It'll be never. Um, Toby, I'm going to put you on the spot as our resident lettings expert on today's podcast. And as Angie is um, in the midst of setting up a letting business, and actually, I think lots of people right now who are sales specialists are thinking maybe the next couple of years is a good time to get into lettings. Mm -hmm. What would be your top five lettings? related pieces Jokes. of tech or kit that people should be looking at? Oh, okay. We've got to have a good referencing company. Go for a okay. referencing company that has open banking, uh, open banking checks. Um, referencing fraud is, is increasing. It's a real selling point to landlords if you can say, well, you know, referencing fraud is on the rise. Uh, we use a referencing provider with open banking, which means we actually delve into their bank account. Uh, they can't hide any uh, missed payments from us or anything like that. Uh, good referencing company. Would you recommend um, a particular? Well, not the one I'm using because I'm about to drop it because uh, it's <laughs> shocking. That's not well, that, the that's most important. That's the one we want to know. <laughs> Tell us that one so we don't go to them. <laughs> No, I don't okay, know if no, I should. I don't want to put you in a difficult situation. Off camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know, Angie. Um... <laughs> if it's the one you've bloody got me to sign up for, you bastard. I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, it's not tech, but in terms of lead generation, uh, best thing we started doing uh, just over a year ago was um, running local landlord conferences mm -hmm. and seminars for local landlords. The, the the big opportunity with with lettings is it's so dense with legislation regulations that even self-managing landlords are a real potential for new leads because even they are becoming increasingly aware of how little they know as rules change and regulations uh get reviewed you know with the renters reform bill going at the moment so uh, educational events for local landlords where you're not selling your business but you're selling your knowledge and expertise 
Uh, you can get in guest speakers. We get in solicitors, uh, accountants, mortgage advisors. Um, and, you know, you can very easily get 30 to 40 um, landlords who are not your clients in front of you in a room. It's it's a great opportunity. Um, other than that, video obviously goes without saying. Uh, video tours, I mean, that's not exclusive to, to lettings, but uh, we people will rent a property now without seeing it in person. Uh, if you've got a good video offering, uh, they'll, they'll view it and they'll take it because there's such demand and so much competition. Um, so there you go. I've done three. Yeah, I'll put you on the spot. That's a tough one. <laughs> um, Angie, you're you're a week into setting up. Any others you've spotted? You mentioned Akaboom earlier on. Worth a Akaboom, shout out. Oh, yeah. Akaboom, pay prop, prop oh. Depository. 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 I've, I've them, gone, yeah. To me, and, and I'm sure there are other people out there, but... I've gone Akaboom, Depository, um, Inventory Hive, uh, Prop Call, Prop Pay, Pay Prop, Pay Prop. Um, yeah. So to me, I've gone to what I consider to be the lead people in them, really. I'm on Made Snappy for sales. So I'm using Made Snappy for lettings, which means I get professional photos, virtual tours, floor plans, bang. Here's a question. Um, I mean, we get this in sales. There are lots of you know new companies, relatively new companies, um, offering tech solutions to various different things. There seems to be quite a lot of overlap out there, as yeah. in you know some will do prospecting and something else. Some will do um, you know as you say photos, floor plans, and something else. Um, do do we see that you know that industry? Uh, or do we foresee that that industry might have quite a lot of con consolidation to be done over the next few years and there'll be winners and losers in can that? I, because I, I ideally, that. you'd just like to have one company that, you know, dealt with everything, wouldn't you? But you're not going to get one company, are you? I am the sales queen. I love it. I love sales. of tampering with lettings. And that's because for that reason, there's an overlap. And there's something I can offer. What's happening there? Oh, we got we got uh, we got an interloper here with a filing country umbrella. Um, <laughs> somebody's uh, turned up for our Christmas lunch, uh, Nick. Ooh. So, um, yes. oh, me, so basically, the gimbal's I, off. I think that there is um, <laughs> definitely definitely duplication. Hence the reason why I'm doing that. I thought I was a fan of the show, Ed. I thought he looked in the window and he got, oh my god, is that Ben Madden? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, Ben Madden. <laughs> <laughs> The only fans of the show are on the podcast right now, Toby. <laughs> I know you've only brought me on so you can boost the, the listenership. Exactly. Exactly. I, I knew you were having your Christmas lunch. So there's six people right there. They're going to naturally jump on YouTube and see what this is all about. Um, but actually, your, your question is, is an interesting one, Ed, because um, there's, we looked a couple of years back at someone who, to help, who could help us with our digital marketing. And digital marketing is just such a broad area. There are so many different sections that you need to consider once you've, what, firstly, once you've nailed the content creation, all the different activation pieces where you want to send it, whether it's paid, whether it's organic, which platforms. Um, and there's no one that services that as a whole because in itself, to, to hire someone to do it all would be hiring someone who's not an expert because there are arguably mm. eight or nine different expertise broad, yeah. in, that, in that mix. So... Um, it would make our lives easier to have someone, mm. but actually, do you want the jack of all trades or are you better to find yeah. the masters of of their own universe? Um, so I think there'll be acquisitions. Yeah. You know, we've seen it in our own, you know, the people that own Finding Country Nurture Group have gone about acquiring tech businesses to try and build an ecosystem, which sort of makes sense. But 
I think there'll always be niche, high quality operators out there. Um, Don't you think though the way that it's the, the way that technology is? By the time you've just found one that you like, some there's somebody else up their ass, mm -hmm. something better, slicker, faster. So yeah, I think AI already... is going to change so much. The next couple of years is going to be insane. There's so yeah. many things we're looking at right now. Um, so there's a there's a there's a videographer there's a an AI. I, I mean, I'm still arguing whether it's really AI. I think they're just sitting in that 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 realm. But it's called HeyGen. It's um mm. it's video creation, and you you their their top level offering is you do a five minute green screen of yourself, and you talk and your interactions and you you know you be yourself. You create a video for five minutes, you send it across, and their AI will read the script as though it is you. And it's about 97, 98% accuracy. It's right. What's insane. It called? Tell me, tell me. What's hey, Jen, G-E-N. H-E-Y-G-E-N. Now, it's it's expensive, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but we're genuinely looking at it because the amount of time we could save. So at the moment, this is for another day. We've got a couple of minutes left. But we've got our content creation strategy sits around every week. We use a, a site called Answer the Public to look up the um a question around the property market say in london so look that up you guys it's really good for content answer the public it gives you what are the most googled questions around anything you're looking for right now so if you want to create content you want to create content that answers a question that's popular with the general public so that gives us our heading from that i'll use different ai to create a long form blog post then a short form then a script then i can plug that script into hey jen and it will make the video for me so in actual fact, in two to three hours a week, I can create so much content that will sit on Google from an SEO perspective, sit on our own website for a long form piece of content from an SEO perspective. Also the short form stuff on, on, on your standard Instagram, Facebook, slightly longer form video on YouTube. I can do it all in the space of a couple of hours. And it's hyper-focused on what the general public want to know about right now. I think that that's the direction of travel for how tech enables us to win more business. Um, and to Angie's point, that's why everything we were excited about two years ago, it's, it's going to be gone because it, the world is it, the world is just changing faster and faster. It's exciting, but mm. it's a full time job keeping on top of it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> by the same token, it. though, if content is being generated on mass by AI, and you know, you might be a sort of like pioneer in sort of doing that in in this industry, Ben, but it won't take too long before. Yeah, the, the internet's absolutely awash with content generated by AI. Is AI then not going to be used to interpret that? Um, and it's just going to, I don't know, I, I think it's going to devalue the uh, all of that content because of the, uh, you know, the massive volume um, that's going to be out there. So, yeah, I, I, it's a really, I mean, I, I would love to have another hour and go into detail here. My quick retort yeah. to that is, you're absolutely right, at some point, the amount of content created means the content you're creating has to be either extraordinarily valuable, insightful, interesting, funny, or you just fall into the realm of nothing. If you look at our industry, though, if you think how many thousands and thousands of agents there are, how many are creating content on a regular basis? So right now, as an industry, it's not an issue. You know, us four, we can go away, we can spend the next couple of hours creating content, and it can still have the desired effect because we're not in massive competition mm as an industry for the eyes on attention that we need from our consumer base. Will that change in the next 10 years? Well, actually I think it will change in the next three years because big business will use AI to do it. So in three years, Ed, yeah, I think you're right. It becomes an issue. 
the thing about I'm just, I'm just like is, years ahead of myself, basically. You are, you, and you always That's have what been. I'm taking as long away as I've from known that. You, yeah, yeah. As long as I've <laughs> known you, you've had the same sort of fashion sense as the Japanese. They're always five <laughs> years ahead of us. You know, those guys are they're just on it all the time. But content is king is a statement by um, Bill Gates. Bill Gates, thank you, from 25, 30 years ago. So he was right back then. At some point in the next few years, someone else is going to give us that statement that tells us what the next 10 years looks like. And I, you know, I'm just a lowly estate agent at the moment. I'm, I'm copying what works over here, but someone's going to predict the future and we're going to get on it. Um, but right now, for everyone listening, using AI to create more content, high quality stuff that people engage with just makes your life easier. Honestly, just just give it a go. If you really want to get into something, be an AI expert because there are. I will pay. I would pay fortunes to get an, think, a, an AI expert into my business and help me work this stuff out. But the challenge is, can I come into your business and just pretend I am one? Well, you can come in any time, babe. You know that. Right. Well, I think the the challenge right now, Ben, is is to to capitalize on AI while still retaining personality. Yes. yes. Because it's dead easy to create bland AI content. Content. Yeah. But doing it with humor and personality is the real challenge. And I think there's a real opportunity for people who can master that. Sorry, that was actually what I meant to say to Ed. So we use ChatGPT a lot. There are two different models you can use. We use the paid one, which is 20 pounds a month. Really good investment. The paid one is significantly stronger in my opinion. But what we did is, oh, well, I did over a period of almost an entire day was upload every single piece of content on the Finding Country website into ChatGPT saying, I'm going to teach you about my business now. Here's the content from our website. Once I'd done all that, which is quite a long task, I said, ask me 20 questions about me and my business because I want you to start to communicate as though you're me. It interviewed me. It's the most intense interview I've had in I don't know how many years, but now it communicates and it writes a letter as though I would write. I mean, it's, it's not perfect but it's so much more in tune and then I have to take it and tweak it and mold it. But I might be changing 10%. Whereas before I did that exercise, I was probably changing 50% of the content it was producing to try and get it the right feel. Are you saying that actually the real Ben Madden is on a beach somewhere and we're dealing with an AI uh, version of you who is, is conducting this podcast? I was on a course earlier this week and the guy started the course with his AI version of himself. His it avatar. Was a Zoom course, his AI avatar. It was a hey, it was actually Hey Gen, which is really funny because we've been looking at oh. ourselves. And it was so good that that's enough to send me over the edge that we need to look at hey, we need to go with Hey Gen. Um, so yes, I, think I the, am the I AI. I think ben. the real the real Ben Madden's uh, a bit funnier than this and a bit more handsome. <laughs> the real Ben Madden is having a sambuca somewhere, enjoying it. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. behind you, actually. I'm just in the pub <laughs> yeah, with the other yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right guys we are four minutes over it's been wonderful lots of waffle lots of fun merry christmas oh, to you all i feel like i've um uh, lost my pastor syrup virginity now thank you very much for that what a wonderful way to end pop that cherry guy pop the cherry enjoy well done you're and what a way to pop it with angie Cooney yeah. and toby oh, martin that's wouldn't have wanted it any other way whilst yeah. getting drunk the way we all lost our virginities <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I was a bit young to drink anyway, Oh my I'm god, and on that note Everyone have a lovely Christmas We're going to hand over to Watkins See you later Bye-bye. Bye bye Bye, thanks so much The price sparks among you Will be doing price reductions face to face with your vendors The really smart ones though Will be taking offers to the vendors And doing them face to face Hmm